On today's episode of the Connor's Corner Podcast, we play our condolences and our respect and our admiration to the late, great Earl Simmons, better known as DMX. So every backdrop on this episode will probably be a DMX instrumental or something that, you know, that I liked or something that was near and dear to me. But uh, we're definitely going to talk about the legacy of DMX and uh, what he meant to hip hop and, um, you know, his passing away suddenly what that's doing to the hip-hop community and black culture and just entertainment in general. Um, We're also going to talk about Justin Fields and what's going on with this quarterback slippage um, after the season ends and, and, you know, how race probably plays a role in that. He's following the, I forget the kid's name, one from BYU, the other one from Alabama. But he's been the number two quarterback all season. And we're also going to talk about this Deshaun Watson situation. And the Texans is getting worse and worse by the day. More people are coming out. I'll give you my take on that. All right. All that. And then we'll also talk about the development, the personal development that people are lacking when they get into relationships. And I don't think it's anything that anybody's consciously doing. It's just an observation I made that I wanted to share and see if, uh, you know, it'll stick. Because uh, just in, in seeing the way people interact with each other, as opposed to when they only are alone and they're interacting with their goals and their aspirations in life. Just how those shift when you get into a relationship with somebody, just to keep it keep it juicy. Everybody wanna hear something about relationship talk, so might as well put that on. Um, all that and more coming up on this episode of the Connor's Corner Podcast. I think we're missing the point or missing the ball on some of these relationships. I'm going to tell you what I think and what came to me as a realization after just examining myself, having a conversation with my ex, having a conversation with other people about different things that we talk about regarding relationships. I think we're missing out on the opportunity to personally develop and grow when we enter a relationship. In my estimation, here's how the cycle goes. Each person is on individual personal goals, journeys, and collective, you know, experiences. And then when you get with somebody else, your experiences and your personal development stops to be as much about you as your development becomes about what can me and this other person develop and build and grow so in the sense that you spend time and energy and effort and years doing that you kind of take away from yourself and so you do begin to lose yourself because you went from personal development to group development all right naturally that's going to take away half of your development because in group development a person can individually grow but at the same time what does that do for your legacy? What does that do for your goals that are unrelated to this person? What does that do for your confidence? What does that do for your psyche? What does that do for your professionalism and other areas that you may need to grow in individually in order to have the successes that you want later in life? Just something to think about. And I think about that because 
I don't think it's the right way to do it. So in your relationship, you have to be sure, I think, now looking at it on the back end of things, I think it's important for you to not lose yourself, have these difficult conversations. I think in relationships, people don't know what to talk about. What are the buzzword conversations? What are the things you should talk about? Because the easy part is what you see. You know what I'm saying? What you see is what you like. What you see is what you want. All right, but the things that are going to make that... uh peaceful and a pleasant relationship or an encounter with a person is going to be the level of understanding people go into it with other people expecting them to know something about anything for that matter and they don't even know how to they don't know how to get down to the sources of information that are going to be important to make this thing that our flesh and our hormones are telling us that we want all right, now it's an intellectual part that got to come along with that if you want it to work or last or whatever, in my opinion. So be careful, man. Like when you're dealing with people or when you decide to get in relationships, be sure to make sure that y'all discuss personal growth as a long, you know, alongside relationship growth, you know, family growth, you know, all of that is essential. But I think people get frustrated when they get up after some years of being in a relationship and they're like, oh, I can't find myself. I lost myself. I put so much into the relationship. I did this. I did that. Well, damn it. That's what you were supposed to do. That's what you was doing. You didn't make a conscious effort. And in some cases, people still continue on their personal journeys while they're in a relationship. I think that's how you build a power team when people can continue to ascend up individually and support one another moving forward. That's what you want, ideally. Don't lose yourself to the point where you can't find yourself later. Y'all need to be steadily leveling up together. Alright, let's get on these black quarterbacks real quick. First of all, Justin Fields, the Cobb County kid from uh, Ohio State, went to Georgia, went to Ohio State. Uh, led them to a national championship game in which they lost. But let's talk about what's been going on since the season ended. Now, here you got this kid, Justin Fields. You know, everybody know Trevor Lawrence, both Georgia kids, by the way. Uh, top two prospects for quarterback coming out in the NFL draft. Here's the interesting little bullshit that you notice this time of year. And Max Kellerman pointed this out on um, – ESPN's first take the other day about how over the last, I can't remember the number of years or so, one thing has held true that in April and after the season ends, black quarterback stock fall and white quarterback stock rise. Let's look at let's look at the path of Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence, ninth grade champion, tenth grade champion, goes to college, uh, goes to Clemson, enrolls early, uproots a, a veteran leader that's liked in the locker room, Kelly Bryant. All right, forces him to transfer. Now let's look at Deshaun Watson. Also in high school, champion, champion, champion. Goes to Clemson. All right. Uh, I believe he had to wait his time, but nonetheless, not, not necessarily Deshaun Watson. Justin Fields is who I'm talking about. He's the number one prospect, another champion in Georgia. He's got to compete with Jake Fromm at Georgia to decide whether or not, like, which one of them is going to play. Justin Fields, 6'6", 220. Jake Fromm, 5'11", 190. All right, but he has to go. He has to sit down, don't get to play. So he transfers to Ohio State, goes there, leads them to all types of victories. All right, no big deal. But look at the trajectory, though. Like, he already had to go to Georgia, sit behind a white boy that was less than, less than the player he is. Now, 
the season ends and y'all talking about Zach Wilson, Trey Lance, and Mac Jones are better than him when the season ended, he just led Ohio State to a national championship game. You're talking about big game after big game he's played in. Won. Won the locker room. Played hurt. Done all these things. But Trevor Lawrence, golden boy, and no shots on golden boy. I hope golden boy hit, my, hit VZ off of hella touchdowns next year. But at the same time, look at his trajectory. White boy goes, unroot, uproots a black starter and leader very easily at Clemson. As a true freshman, he was a senior. Uprooted the true freshman. I mean, yeah, true freshman uprooted the senior out of there. Whereas Justin Field couldn't win a freshman and freshman battle. It's no question Trevor Lawrence is going to be the number one quarterback. Nobody's even debating it. Number one, number one, number one. But when it comes to Justin Fields, now he went from a number one type guy, number two type guy to number five. That's bullshit, man. And this is these are the subtle ways that society tries to keep black people in their place, whether it's in sports or whether it's in the neighborhood, in culture. You little black kids, I'm going to give y'all snowfall. I'm going to give y'all... Um, Power. I'm going to give y'all all these little shows you like to remind you. This is what you are in our society. You're a drug dealing, thugging, getting caught, killing, uh, dealing with homosexuality shit, all kind of other little random shit. That's who you are in society to us, black man. So that's what we're going to project and make sure that y'all uh, eat all right, and believe in and then want to be like. It's a game, man. Don't get caught up being on the, on the spectator side of it, man. Change the rules. Got the unfortunate news this week that hip-hop legend Earl Simmons, better known as DMX, went home to glory as a result of complications from a heart attack he sustained this past week. Now, I don't even really care about how he passed away or the medical jargon behind it or any of that for that matter. Earl Simmons was a game changer when it came to this music. And when it came to rap music specifically, he had a sound nobody ever had before. He had a style nobody ever had before. His energy was like no energy we had ever seen before. His spirit, his truth, uh, his raspy voice, you know what I'm saying? He was just an all-around... Only person I could think of that he remind me of straight up now, I sit here and say that loud, is Tupac. I mean, just to have a different type of energy, get on that screen, light it up. I mean, Belly is one of my favorite movies of all time to this day. And it's because when I think about it, DMX was the star, man. DMX was the star of that movie, no doubt. So, you know, and then saying all that, you know, a lot of people have been posting and talking a lot about his quotes. And, and you know, he was a deep brother, you know what I'm saying? And uh, one thing that I learned... When you want a God's angels, or when when you want a God's children, even though we're all God's children, but when you want a God's special few, and you're going through a, a trying time, God's children don't—they don't withgo long suffering. They don't—they don't endure much long suffering. And uh, I don't think it was a week that the news came out about his health, and then before he died, but. 
Shouts out to DMX, the whole Rough Rider crew. That whole little thing was a movement. I remember it. Um, I witnessed it. I remember me and my brother was driving back from Atlanta to 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 college in Bloomington, and uh, we was bumping DMX. He, my brother, my younger brother was the bigger DMX fan than me. I think he bought the CD and put me on, and I remember it being a couple tracks that was that was pretty nice. Now I know somehow I ended up with the DMX. I probably stole it from him, but. Um, yeah, man, that's just a sad story. It makes me think about, you know, all the people that we losing. You know, and, and Americans want to talk about fucking Prince Harry or Prince Philip, whatever. Man, that man lived twice as long as DMX and here in another country. Why are we even concerned about his death? You know what I'm saying? That's not our king. That's not our prince or whatever that shit is going on over there. All right, we just lost, especially the black community, the black hip-hop culture, the, the, the culture that run this whole thing. We just lost a prince, our own prince. DMX, so rest easy, big fella. We love you. Your legacy lives on forever. We about to hear more DMX tracks than we ever have, and we gonna be reminiscing and, and remembering you, bro. So, you know what I'm saying? It's gonna be a, it's gonna be a tough summer without you, man. Deshaun Watson. What in the hell is going on with this situation? If you ain't never seen no thug, mafia, political, billionaire controversy, this is it. Now, you mean to tell me, as soon as Deshaun Watson, first of all, what in the fuck was going on that made Deshaun Watson say, I want out of here like that? First of all. Ain't no, it ain't enough people talking about that right now, if you ask me. Everybody talking about all this other shit. But what was going on in the first place to me that made me want to know why was he so hell-bent on getting out of there? You don't never hear about nobody that that pissed off about a, with, with an organization that they want to leave. That's peculiar to me in the first place. But you mean to tell me as soon as he says he wants out, that the Houston Texans, that all this shit just starts coming about. I think the Houston Texans said, oh, well, if you if you out on us, then you out on football, fam. We got these uh skeletons in your closet that we've been holding on to you, holding on for you. But I want to know, like, how does they not, how, how does that conversation not happen? What we say, we sit down and say, okay, Deshaun, you going to do this. All right, here's what we got on you. We're going to bring this shit out. You know what I'm saying? So let's try to be amicable about it. Or what are we going to do? Are we going to go Michael Rappaport, KD, and just start getting all in our feelings and spilling out shit and then just talking about what's going on in the DMs in public? Or are we going to sit down and say, all right, that's the way your side going to play it. This is the way we going to play it. Everybody know what's going on. Here's what, here's how the battle's going to go. All right. Just so you can know we fighting a fair fight. Even the heavyweights, they get in the room. They got certain requirements. Like, this is a heavyweight bout. And I can't believe that as soon as he decides he going to leave, you got 24, 25 people coming out saying all this shit. Now, granted, it's some weight to the story because 25 people don't just come out of nowhere talking about, uh, yeah, when I give him a massage, he pulling his dick out, or he doing this, touching me, rubbing me, whatever he doing. But... They obviously been protecting this dude. It's obviously something is going on with him sexually. He got some type of sex addiction that, that that is pretty sickening. Obviously, I heard his girl bad, so that's probably why he doing it in these random ass spas as opposed to 
just being out in the street. Well, whether she bad or not, it don't matter. That's his girl. But he trying to keep his image up. And they probably got wind of it, and they keeping it a secret and keeping it hush hush. But y'all gotta, y'all gotta iron this shit out. This shit is getting real weird. You know what I'm saying? And uh, the fact that they that, that this is coming out to me says that hey, the owners or the Texans or whoever is behind the scenes quarterbacking this shit, they got to the girls before Deshaun did. Deshaun could have paid his way through all this shit. Obviously, he didn't pay his bills. And somebody got to these girls and they 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 paying their bills or they giving them something in return for all this testimony shit deshaun could have paid to keep their mouth closed instead the texas paying to keep their fucking mouth pried open with shit coming out of it so we praying for you brother but it ain't looking good at all we need to find out what it is he's dealing with and find help for him man because he's a fine young man as far as like you know, the image that we see, but everybody got their issues that they deal with, man. So just pray for, you know, not the downfall of another black quarterback, but a way that he could bounce back like our boy Vic did. That's going to wrap up this episode of the Connors Corner Podcast. And uh, as I sit back and, and spend time and, and watch social media and see all of the things that everybody's reflecting on and speaking on regarding DMX, you know, it's very moving, to be honest with you, you know, and it's very touching, and I feel like I missed out on, on a part of getting to know a friend that I never really even knew I had, you know what I'm saying, and it's an awkward feeling because I'm like, damn, why do I feel such a kindred spirit between DMX? Like when I see all these outtakes and him behind the scenes and just kicking it with his people or whatever, I'm like, damn, man, let me just, you know, let me look up his birthday and see when his birthday is and come to find out we do share the same Zodiac sign. But um, all of that just put me in the spirit of just like saying how many, how many things how, how much of the things that we love about people and we admire about people and we enjoy about people, let's let's normalize celebrating each other, man, and celebrating one another instead of always celebrating ourselves. You know, and it's cool to celebrate yourself. You know, I'm actually about to graduate, so I'm excited about that. I plan on celebrating myself. But let's celebrate others a lot more, man, because if you love them and you feel that strongly about them and you got all these happy times to share and talk about man let's just do it now and show this love to one another while we alive because it's so sad it's like you know i would have been more tuned in to dmx had i known you know so much more about him i mean think people got to start opening themselves up a little bit more and even myself i'm making it a point to be less reclusive all right and and, and be more open and be more social and be more sharing and be less private and secretive about everything you know regarding my life and, and i am that way because i was raised that way and that way works and i've seen it from experience work for me as well as opposed to you know giving too much of yourself to me too too many people but you know all of that is just making me say man let's just celebrate and love one another man and, and share it and show it and congratulate people and celebrate good jobs that other people are doing because newsflash we all gonna be up out of here we all gonna check out some sooner than others some before we think it's time but based on the spirit of earl simmons and what you hear and see about him 
you know, like I said earlier, man, God's, God's chosen people, they don't, they, it's not going to be a lot of long suffering for him. He maybe suffered five, six days, a week at the most. You know what I'm saying? And he was gone. Gone to be with the Lord. And we all feel comfortable about where he is. We know what his message was to people. We saw how he lived his life. And so that's what I want us to learn and grow from this and, and, and tap more into. We lost Kobe. We lost Chadwick. We lose people every day. People that are close to us that we love and know way more than we know and love these celebrities. You know what I'm saying? And celebrities are people too. They family members too. And we know and love them. I got friends. I got family that are celebrities. I don't, you know, they're celebrities to some people, but they they my cousin. They my classmate. They my friend. I seen them go through ups and downs. And so that's why I celebrate people because I seen the journey and I'm happy for them. We got to start doing that more, giving people flowers while they alive, while they young, while they old. It don't matter. Just give flowers, man. All right? And that's my parting shot, man. Love one another, and the quote of the day comes from none other than X, man. Trust people to show you who, trust people to be who they show you they are, all right? And trust in the fact that you can see them well, all right? And I'm out.